Welcome back, Poggers, to another episode of the Pog State. In fact, the final one for the spring season of 2022. I'm Atlas, joined, of course, by Valdez, by Chronicle, and by Wolf, as we go through what is going to be an extraordinarily exciting final series between T1 and Gen.G at Kintex with a live audience. Can you believe we've come this far? I barely can. Of course, a little bit of a brief rundown of what has happened in the LCK if you missed the playoffs. In the first match, Darmon Kia 3 0 Fred at Brion, and it was not close even a little bit. Kwandong Freaks then took on DRX and were successful in five games. It was an absolute slugfest, but not exactly the highest quality of League of Legends. We then had Guangdong Freaks try and take on T1, who just destroyed them in the fastest series in LCK history. We then had the opposite experience, where Damwon Kia took on Gen G. They were up an extraordinary amount of gold in the fifth game, and then they lost. Gen G will now be facing T1 at Kintex. What do you think of the summary, gentlemen? Uh, it was pretty good. Wonderful. Uh, you missed out one big detail. What's that? Uh... Well, there wasn't the only thing that was lost. (laughs) 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 All right. Okay. Okay. I'll officially announce it here on the Pog State as well. I uh, did make a bet with Chronicler while Damon Kia were up 10,000 gold uh, at about 18 minutes in that fifth game that if they lose, I'll shave my head. Uh, I was going to say that I eat my shoe. And to be perfectly honest, that would have been worse because that sounds dangerous um, and extraordinarily bad for my health. However, shaving my hair off is going to make me feel very, very, very sad and, however, will not murder me. He's also got nice shoes. It would have been pretty uh, unfortunate. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I don't have to eat these shoes, though. Can I just eat any shoes? You you probably eat, like, Campbell's. Oh, I could ask... Connie uh, from the LEC stats team. She made a shoe out of chocolates on her Instagram. Go. It's actually fantastic. There you go. Yeah. yeah, but that's, I feel like that's sort of getting out of the it out is. of the bet. It's the lawyer way. Anyway, I will eventually shave my head. I don't know when that's going to happen. It will happen though. Um, might be before the finals. Might be before MSI. But it will happen um, before we go into the summer season. So there's my promise. And yeah. <laughs> you okay, Atlas? I'm also making you a dinner. So that's nice. Yeah. I, I know you're not really excited about that right now. But <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm focused a little bit on the negatives. When, when, it, happen, <laughs> when it happens, presumably it'll be nice. It's, uh, it's, is it a hair growth formula you're putting yeah, in the Yeah, I was going to say. It's, like, <laughs> it's the opposite of nair. Make sure you eat it after you shave then. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm imagining like Jack and the Beanstalk. Can it be beans? Or like minestrone soup or something? Can, it sounds can it be beans? <laughs> Atlas. It can be beans. It can be beans. You are a bit of a beans enthusiast. That's exactly right. But... But um, let's uh, quickly just have a brief discussion about what happened in the playoffs games. Uh, is there anything that stands out in your minds, gentlemen? Uh, I, I'm looking discuss? at Wolf, and I can see the word gauntlet above his head already. So I think we should throw it to Wolf and his opinions about the, so <laughs> the playoffs I, so format. I think actually this was our worst playoffs we've had since the gauntlet was removed, with the exception of that incredible game we did have with Genji and Damwon Kia. But we had... A Damwon Kia versus Freddy Brion series, which could have been hype if Damwon Kia played as poorly as it did in that last regular season game. So, spoilers, surprises no one, they did not. They played yep. very well. Uh, and then we had that Kwangdong Freaks versus T1 series, which was even more one sided, if you can believe it. Um, and I was, you know, talking about, talking with Valdez about this, about how, like, if we had the gauntlet form- format, first of all, Freddy Brion wouldn't have been there. So that wouldn't have been a thing. 
Then we would have had Kwangdong versus DRX anyways, which was kind of a close and awesome series. It's a good series. Yeah. And then we would have had, uh, of course, the next runner-up, uh, One Kia, trying to like put it into the order. Mm-hmm. Dom One Kia would have faced off against Kwangdong Freaks instead of going straight to the number one seed, T1, the 18 and 0. So that series probably wouldn't have been as one side. Then, of course, that winner would have faced Gen G. And then the winner of that would go to the finals. Um, and I think it's a bit of a cherry pick to be like, see, this is why the gauntlet format was better. But the gauntlet format was definitely better for situations like this when we have <laughs> when our it's last top two, heavy. Yeah, it absolutely. Exactly. When we had our way, last yeah. two and three teams, arguably, in our top six format now, being way below the two teams that faced off today in an awesome best of five, and then our number one 18 0 team, which has never happened in LCK history before. Yeah, it's going to look a little bit skewed. Um, but I missed the gauntlet format for this playoffs because I think it would have made things a little bit more exciting at the bottom parts of things. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Genji uh, versus Damon was an amazing series, really delivered on everything that we wanted it to be. Uh, actually, my unexpected awesome series was the Kwangdong DRX one because I did that one with Elvis. Yeah, that was, was really, really fun. fun. Mm. It was really fun. It, it wasn't clean League of Legends gameplay. It was pretty messy, but... Uh, th- that one really was uh, up until tonight, like one of the highlights for me. It was it was just don't really remember any specific plays, but Fate played well, which was cool, you know. And and all things considered, I thought that was uh, it was nice. It was it was a it was a it was a good matchup. Went all the way. Yeah, I cost ten games of playoffs already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you definitely we got we got our money's worth out of you. Yeah. Definitely got our money's worth out of uh, you. Uh, Valdez, anything to add, or is is everything in order? Not really. I mean. Uh, just wish we had more close series, but yeah, you can't always get it right. We have some really strong teams against some of the middle of the pack, and sometimes that's the way it goes. But uh, some really memorable games that I think we'll be looking at for a long time in the future, uh, especially game five of Gen Z versus Dom One. But uh, yeah, first time in a long time we're not going to have Dom One Kia in the finals. They obviously won three back to back, and the first time we're not going to be sending them to an international event, they're not going to be going to MSI. Um, after winning Worlds, right, where they went to every single one, got a top finish in MSI, got a top finish in Worlds 2021. Uh, it's a different roster. It's not the same one. Khan's not there, obviously. We have a new bottom duo. But it does feel weird to me that, like, when we talk about the LCK for MSI, it's not going to have Dom Juan's logo on it. It's not going to have Showmaker attached to it. Uh, and it might be Faker again, you know, who's going there. It might be Chovy on a completely different team uh, with a super team behind him. So... It does feel like because of this, you know, really crazy, like, destiny-changing Game 5, uh, the the course of how the LCK will be seen by the, seen by the rest of the world is actually now changed. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely going to be a different a different time. And uh, speaking of different times, beautiful segue once again you've provided me uh, for me. Wolf, uh, after 10 years, we are going back to Kintex. And uh, I want to remind you guys that in 2012... There was a certain young Brendan Valdez that was Who, on me? a mic. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Was you? He was on a microphone alongside uh, a certain guy. I think his name was Double Lift. That um, was um, that was the summer finals, though, oh, not the spring one. All right, okay, so never mind. Maybe you should go <laughs> through the story then. Tell us about your experiences yeah, with Kintex. Uh, sure. So first, the significant significance, rather. Uh, you know, ten years later, uh, we are going back to Kintex, and that is just really cool, right? Uh, it's just really awesome. Time is a flying circle. We go all the way around, and we're back right where we started. And uh, I took kind of the same journey. You know, like when I came here in 2012, I had won a raffle for Azubu and <laughs> um, 
they were the sponsors of OG and the Champions at the time, and they bought a bunch of people like tickets. It was like me and four other people, and then from there I watched. It was like a VIP ticket to the finals, and then like a five day trip of Seoul and a tour around everywhere. It was really cool, and they bought us like all the hotels and stuff and the whole trip. So it was really cool to win that raffle. And I just remember watching the spring finals uh, in 2012, and we were in the VIP seats like right in the front. I was there watching the whole thing, and. Uh, it was just really memorable as a fan at the time. Like, I was a, a really huge fan of League of Legends. I had watched um, everything leading up to that point, including all the other leagues in the other regions as well. And uh, just to be there in Korea, in my favorite region, watching the finals was really cool. And then uh, they needed a sub-in caster for summer. <laughs> and then I cast a double lift uh, at the finals. That was also really awesome. Um, that was, so yeah, a, that was of course, the very famous uh, best of five between CLG you, yep. right? And Azubu Frost. With the blind pick at the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a really awesome experience, that whole 2012, and it means a lot to me, and it's going to mean a lot to the LCK that we're, like, doing this full circle now back, and I was a part of kind of both. I, I guess I wasn't casting in spring, but uh, still feels like it. Yeah, absolutely iconic and historic venue uh, yeah. for all of esports, right? I've uh, I've commentated a lot of StarCraft finals at Kintex. I've commentated several Overwatch finals. I was there at watching you cast uh, one of the Overwatch finals for Apex. I think it yeah. was uh, season four. Yeah, with uh, Runaway and GC Busan. Mm -hmm. Those are really great finals. Uh, it's a venue that is kind of iconic for even in the OGN days for different several different esports, including Brood War. I think was even had a few finals there. When you turn the lights down and everyone has like glow boomsticks, like a lot of the really awesome moments you've seen in OGN finals where everyone's got the sticks and it's shaking and the lights look really cool. Like a lot of those scenes are from Kintex. Awesome venue because it can be kind of completely sealed off um, so that it's like dark inside. It's kind of a contained venue. It's not an outdoor venue. Um, so it makes for some really awesome moments and really cool lighting. And it, it's so good regardless of your size of a crowd. If you have a small crowd, you can get the right camera shots. If you have a big one, you can be like, damn, there's a lot of people in there. It's uh, huge, actually. Yeah. Like I, I remember, like the amount of floor space is just massive, mm -hmm. but also it's like super empty. So I have no idea what to expect as far as set design or anything like that. I've never been. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never been there. It looks cool. I saw. I, I've seen events held there, mm -hmm. but uh, it's always really, really weird to then be there for the first time. I remember the first time I stepped into Law Park. That was already really disorienting. So. Hopefully you've had time to recover from that. And uh, now stepping into Kintex is going to feel a little bit easier. It's been a nice process for you, right? You had the in-studio finals. Then you had the finals where we had no audience, but we had a venue. Now you're going to get the live venue and the live audience. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be incredible. I'm, uh, I'm not expecting it to necessarily be close, though. I think I think you need to open this with let's talk about the elephant. In the room. <laughs> All right, yes. Do it. Uh, Serious time. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is time to actually have a bit of a discussion and a breakdown on uh, what we think we can expect from this final, because you know there is certainly a big difference between what T1 did to Kwandong Freaks and uh, what happened between Damonkia and Genji. I actually think it's going to be a really good finals. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of changing my mind. I was really expecting to go in and be like, 3-0, T1, Wolf is looking at me like, what? <laughs> me Intarnation. and Wolf already. I was no, like, I hang mean, on, which I, ultimate I, I, dimension I'll, I'll, are you I'll in? I'll finish first. I'll, I'll, I, no, I, I, uh, 
There is there are several factors to that. Uh, the main thing to me that makes me believe that well, at the very least, get four games. I don't know if we'll hit five again. I don't know if it'll be as good as the semi because that's a very high bar that was set. Uh, this semi being like it, it's like an hour ago that we finished. <laughs> yeah, Gen G DK. So that's still very very alive. Uh, the amount of mental fortitude and and steel will that Gen G shown here gives me more faith that this team will at least put up a fight against 2-1 than anything that I've seen of this organization in, what, like, three years, probably. Uh, is that going to be enough? I don't think so. I think T1 is, uh, is, is, is just looming too big. But I, I do think that we'll get a very competitive series because if a team is able to come back from a deficit like that and Ruler and Chovy are playing the way that they did there, then I don't think the finals is going to be any different. It just becomes a question of, is that enough to win against T1? I think, no, T1 is way smarter and, and is not going to give a lot of the openings that Dumon does. But still, I, I actually think it will be competitive series. Previously today, I was like, nah, nah it's not happening. But I, I have a little more hope that so at least it'll be fun. 3-1? 3-1, yeah. 3-2, maybe. Okay. Just yeah. Whether it was 3-1 or 3-2. No, yeah, because <laughs> well, like somewhere in between. My expectations were 3-0, uh, like for basically mm -hmm. up until tonight. And also this is like an hour ago, and I'm still very hepped up, so maybe I'm just getting swept away. True. That's fine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Very that. true. Uh, predictions are oftentimes, you know, uh, just added bonus fun for <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> you know my take um, on it. Yeah. yeah. I I, per I think on the last Pog State episode, I actually said that 2-1 wouldn't drop a game uh, throughout the entire playoffs. I think you did. Um, I'm pretty sure you did. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stick with that. I think that 3-0 is absolutely going to happen. I think that 2-1 are far and away the best team. Like, it's not even close. I think that Damwon Kia and Genji are really strong, but they're also really close in terms of their skill level, especially because Damwon, I think, leveled up a little bit going into playoffs. Um, but I think 2-1 are just the next level. Like, I, it's reasonable. I don't really, you know, we can jump into that a little bit more. I, but, yeah. I think so, too. I still think, I haven't put my official prediction, like, across the table yet. But I personally am thinking it's going to be a 3-0 for T1, despite what was a lot of resilience. And I think that's the really important thing that the Mao brings up. Not only in that fifth and final game where they were playing 4v5 with Peanut out of the game, and also the way they changed their drafts as the series went on, which I thought was really incredible. Um, the Corky game for Chovy, I thought was the best draft they had. Really nice reactions in that draft. They really changed the pace of, of how things were looking. And then they just let Doran get Dove on the top side. That was a really fantastic um, change up for Genji. And I think you're gonna need a lot of, you know, kind of forward thinking like that from score in a best of five against T1. And I do think that maybe even if it is a 3-0, like one or two of the games are fairly close until they aren't, right? When mm -hmm. T1 you know, normally it has like a 5,000 gold lead at 20 minutes uh, at worst case scenario. You know, maybe it's a closer game at 20. We have like a 45-minute game where T1 actually is pushed to make tough calls. That's the one weak point that T1 might have that we don't know about yet. In a real best of five, like in a real high-pressure best of five, if they get into a 30 or 35-minute game where they're behind by 1,000 gold or 2,000 gold or dead even and don't have turret leads or vision leads in that high-pressure situation against a top team, a team they haven't faced at full strength until this finals, uh, that's when I get worried about what could happen to T1. Like, could they mess that part of the game up? Because we haven't seen that really, basically all season long, outside of some regular season games where, like, Faker played mid-Kaisa and, you know, yeah. some happy gaming. But, like, in a serious, real game where, like, the pressure is high and you're not ahead, like, how does T1 handle that? We don't know yet. Well, my problem is that now that you mentioned that, I'm like, wait, we did see that at Worlds, and they were one game away from making the finals. Yeah. 
and and they had they had Kana who is uh, worse than Zeus, so maybe I should readjust. Yeah, I was about to say know, the same thing. You know, yeah. you, you know what's most what most likely is going to happen is that it's similar to what we had for summer last year, where it was very clearly that one team was better. But I think Genji is good enough to get a game. Maybe that's the more reasonable. I mean, that take. that sort of happened today as well, right? Like it's yeah. super crazy that Darwin looked like they were going to take the series because the whole time. Genji kind of looked individually better. They were. Like, they were. just sort of yeah. everywhere. And uh, Darwin managed to steal two out of three of the... Uh, yeah. Two out of five of the games um, and almost stole the last one. Ripped my hair. <laughs> I'm still upset. Um, but I, uh, I, I was... It's interesting because listening to Wolf, I'm like, we kind of watched Darwin do a similar thing to Genji in game one of that series, right? And if they, tr like, T1 are just way better at these sort of tempo games where you're able to create gold leads kind of out of nothing. And Genji already demonstrated that they're not very good at dealing with that um, as the game goes on, making sure that they can make the better late game decisions in order to, to get back into games like that. So um, I'm certainly 3-0 uh, T1 all the way. I think there's absolutely no chance that Genji even takes a game, but... I want there to be a chance. First right? Herald, by the way, like on that note, we saw the stat. First Herald is tenth for Genji. Like they do not, they are the worst team at securing First Herald in the entire LCK. This is the opposite for T1. They take it almost every time, and even when they don't take it, they'll take like a whole turret, two plates mm -hmm. minimum, bottom side. But that means it's a mismatch for Genji, like in a lot of ways, I think. Or maybe it's the perfect matchup for Genji because they won't just like conga line into T1 through the choke point uh, and die over and over again like Kwandong Freaks. Games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Because that was like a lot of their decisions were extraordinarily poor uh, when facing uh, the T1 tempo plays. But Valdez and I are going to get PTSD for if yeah, this conversation no, I, I apologize. We're not, we're, <laughs> we had to cast that one. We're trying to look forward as much as possible, <laughs> but in order to see what might potentially happen, we need to address uh, you know what did happen. Yeah, and I, uh, I think that Genji won't make the same mistakes uh, as Quantum Freaks, but I also think that T1 will be able to take way more and create leads that they won't then throw away. Yeah. I mean, like, even in the regular season, and yes, there were subs, and it wasn't, like, the full roster of Gen G. Like, T1 did make some of those games look pretty easy against Gen G, and uh, the thing about T1 that makes them actually feel, again, inevitable, this word that we always use, is that you might feel like you're getting a lead, but actually you're losing something. Like, T1 are just too good at macro and also they never lose any lanes it feels like or even if they do it's they're getting a trade in the bottom lane even if top lane is losing um you know like even from what we saw today out of the Damonkia versus uh, genji series where they were like diving doran over and over and over again like Damonkia were are were only getting that and they weren't like getting much else t1 is going to play that entirely differently like they'll get a lead up there and then they'll use that to get something else and understand that okay we really need to accelerate this against the corky and the ezreal and eventually just win the game like for me it just feels like every situation that t1 has been in they've been able to solve a way out of it and i don't yeah like that's part of the reason why i feel like they're just on another tier it's like i think their understanding of the game is so incredible and also their teamwork and decision making is so lightning quick that like it's part of the reason why Kwangdong Freaks had so much trouble with them. It's like, oh, we need to fight over this Rift Herald. We are also grouping up for this, and we've made a decision to fight for it. But T1 are there already. They've already got it down to half health. They're 
the second they turn, the all five member, yeah. all five members are in and killing somebody. And it's like no team is really as fast as them when it comes to making decisions like that. And I think that's part of it's just like this next level of it's almost like a sixth sense of of League of Legends. I don't know. Makes me excited. We've seen a lot of comebacks between Damwon Kia and Genji. Like, remember the first series that they played against each other? Like, where PTSD. <laughs> like Damwon Dom Kia and Genji, the first series, which was the epic one with the Lehens, uh singed and all that stuff. In game one, uh, Damwon Kia were playing a Twisted Fate uh, composition, and they fell pretty far behind, and they were able to win off of their team fighting later on. Uh, we've seen so many moments where Genji is just better at laning, better at early game, in just literally lanes. Like. I think it was you, Atlas, who mentioned this earlier. Like their mechanical plays are great. Like Genji did seem like the better mechanical team. Like individually, mm. each one of those five players outside the jungle looked like I'm better than you in lane. I'm better than you in the two v two bottom. I'm better than you in the solo lane. Uh, until Doran got tilted. Um, but then <laughs> I had to put the asterisk there. Mm -hmm. But then like their macro plays were so poor when they had leads from lanes that Damwon Kia had a lot of comebacks in this best of five, even when they weren't able to cross the finish line. And that's what I'm scared about is. If you can get even a lead against T1, can you outplay them macro-wise? I think the answer is a pretty resounding no. And can you get I, ahead I, in the I, lane I, phase? I, I guess I, the no, other I, question. Well, that, well I <laughs> no. actually, I think that uh, a lot of the points that you guys make are accurate, but I firmly believe that Genji is the only team in the LCK that's not going to lose every lane by default. And I do think that a lot of the... Uh, early game advantage that we see from T1 is the fact that they have permanent prio in every single lane always, regardless of matchup effectively, because Guma Carrier wins every lane, doesn't matter what the matchup is. Uh, the only exception being Faker, because that's not really how mid lane works, but both top and bot are basically always shoved in fully. I don't think that they're going to be able to do that as consistently against Gen G. And again, I want to reiterate that I don't expect Gen G to actually be able to match, but the fact that T1 is not going to be able to permanently outtrade because they don't have perma prio should at the very least lead to one of the games being uh or having genji in a position where they're far enough ahead or even that they can at least try to trade is that going to be enough it's really hard and i, I do really think that the fact that we have no real um comparison between these two teams and how these lanes actually play out makes it really hard to accurately predict because yeah. especially what we saw again from, from Gen.G in, in uh, the series where the whole team is there is that every single player can be a win condition. We saw in the best of five that Doran had hard carry games, Peanut had hard carry games, Chovy and Ruler were like pretty Absurd. much yeah. absurdly good. And Lahans is the only one that like very clearly falls behind his, his direct opponent. Um, so is, is, is T1 going to drop the ball on maybe one of those uh, maybe one of those games that would be my expectation I mean I might also be wrong and they might just win every lane and they might just because if the, the laning phase doesn't come through for Gen G, then there's nothing because that's why they're stronger that's the only thing like win lane win game if that doesn't work out for them they're, they're not gonna because th their shot calling is worse their decision making I think what Veldas pointed out is definitely the biggest part that makes T1 so insanely oppressive to play against where mm -hmm. uh even if you do have a lead, which again I think in the in the Gen C Gen G series might happen, they're just gonna out macro you. They're gonna like make an objective call, like the Baron call that uh, Damon Kia made today. T1 does that like three times probably, and and better, yeah. right? Uh, but I do think that T1 often against a lot of worse teams relies on the fact that they just auto in every lane, 
and against Genji, I don't think they'll be able to do that specifically with the form that Chovy and Ruler in particular are in right now. I I wanted to. Uh, I, I feel like Ruler played a really great series, but I didn't exactly feel like um, Ruler and the Hens were dominating a lot of the bottom lane, and that was up against Duckdom and Kellen. And I think that Guma and Karia have kind of proven that they are pretty. Uh, they're like a pretty far step. Like that might be the best bottom lane in the world. I think you said like on, on yeah. gas a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a stretch. I just don't really see them ever winning lane against <laughs> against that bottom lane specifically. Like I could definitely see like Faker getting ganked or like them ganging up on Zeus, but um, even then, it's like Zeus is one of the best weak sides. You know, like if he's gonna get the ganged best, up on, yeah. he's he's gonna be playing some kind of weak side carry and. Talking about like the meta as well, you know, if we get like a Gragas or even a Jace, then he won't be weak side. Like I don't, I don't really see him losing that either. So I'm just kind of curious, like what meta or like what kind of compositions you would see Genji kind of, you know. Chovy's not gonna get Ari. Take, I could tell you that. Being like, able to I don't take think that's gonna the, happen. No Ari games yeah. for Chovy. Don't think that's on the cards. If, if like, but they don't need to ban it, right? If T1's on blue side, they just pick the Ari, and I think Faker has looked better than Chovy on the pick uh, oh, personally. Faker's been the best. Yeah. I think he's just been absolutely absurd. Don't forget about power pick Tom Kench. That's true. I mean, power pick first pick Tom Kench is 100 yeah. coming in for that the hard sure engage. Because you need the hard engage. You need the ultra hard engage support that is the catfish on the bottom side of the map. Just absurd. I, uh, it bothers me, kind of, uh, just how good uh, Carrier is. For my two cents, um, it's been interesting, like, listening to what you guys are talking about, because I'm, I'm reminded of some of the, like, extraordinarily bloodthirsty games that T1 have had as well. And you're talking about, like, how T1 have all of this control, how they're able to win lanes and things like this, but they also, like, sometimes come down to the level of their opposition, and they just scrap better than you anyway. Like, their coordination in the 3v3s, in the, like, the 2v2s that you find around the map as well when they're, like, just vying for position. Like, they've, they've been in the highest kill games that we've had this season, right? Like, T1 are not just, like, strangling you and, like, need that level of control. And the reason why I bring this up is that a lot of the teams that have crumbled have relied upon, like, having extremely powerful macro and played around having tempo advantages throughout the entire game. But T1 have like almost what looks like given away tempo advantages for free and then just stabilize their ability to like take control back again of a game. Limit test. Yeah. And then just like win by default because they're, they're just better. They're, That's been happening all season. They're a team that can either drown you in an ocean or like, burn you leave you out to dry in the <laughs> desert you know like in terms of the way they play like they can play those scrappy games they can it can be a crazy high kill game where they're twice the kills of you they can have a 10 to 5 kill game at 15 minutes but they're the 10 they're not the five but they can also be at, in a 15 minute game of six thousand gold with one kill uh in the game and like that's what i mean like they can drown you in the ocean or they can like leave you out to dry like in you know you die of thirst because they just are out macroing you and they have extremely wide champion pools. They haven't even shown us anything new because they won their series so decisively against yeah. Guangdong Freaks. They, like, emulated the Canyon Nocturne and even did it better than he did. And it's, like, not that's not a pocket pick. That's not a weird strategy. It's, like, something that's already been shown. It's already out there. And, like, they don't even necessarily have to play it in the finals. That's the scary part. Whereas in this series with Genji and Dom Kia, like, both of those teams, regardless of who ended up winning that game five, and obviously Genji did, had to, I think, show us what they didn't show us like any crazy picks per se. Like we didn't see some 
funky showmaker mid pick that we've never seen before. So the Shen. We saw the Shen. The Shen, but I mean, it's Lahens, so it's like not not actually surprising. But like that's 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 a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did see. Um, but we also saw thing. a lot of Zig's priority, right? That I think T1 can now punish. We also saw Doran was quite Hopefully. exposed. So yeah, I think it's actually like um, I think it's it's interesting you bring that up because I think that Damwon had to show way more in that series and they lost. That's a like good point, I think yeah. I think Damwon with their like extreme Nidalee strategy in the fifth game, like if that had have worked like it should have, then they'd be now heading into the final against T1 having already shown that trump card that was used in like the most pressure that they had in that series. Doc Dom as well, heavily reliant on the Ziggs uh, because he just wanted to skip laning against Ruler. I think that like Ruler and Lehens almost weren't allowed to play the game because that bot lane was like, it, it, it wasn't even a factor. It was just attempted to be neut- neutralized like the whole time and like we just saw, like tr- really Trinity point. Force Ezreal just like cruise towards a late game, where he's like, "Oh, Chovy, do you have to kill everyone? I want to be the hard carry, like usual." You know, it, it says a lot as well that what I'm arguing is also not that Genji's going to win the series because I'm not. It's like, I like no guys, they can they can. I win think one they day. can get. <laughs> like, they can take that, a herald that, one yeah, time. That, 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 that that says a lot about the context because there's there's just no way that any of us. Can can with what we've seen thus far reasonably expect Genji to win more than that, right? Like, uh, the more I think about it, the free one might already be like, yeah. And yeah, we just want to reiterate as well: we also believe that Genji is going to be the best possible matchup that we could send from the rest of the LCK. I th- I think that everyone oh, kind of thinks that uh, yeah. Genji should have been in the final against T1. This is the outcome that we kind of wanted. I agree. Um. Also get the first time that the, the actual lineups fight. Which yeah, is right. We, we like, talked about that as well. That's, we that's deserve really that. Cool. We absolutely deserve um, that. And even then, I'm, I'm still feeling like I'm like, oh, I'm grasping at straws, trying to, trying to argue they can win what is a it? game. What is it with the LCK being a one-team region? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know Gen, Gen G wouldn't do... Oh, no. Uh, would, they, would they do well, guys, in another region? I don't think they will. Genji. The Genji, right? They suck. Yeah. That's why they... Morong's doing pretty well. That's why I lost I was going to say, like, isn't Rich doing all right as well? Don't bring up Summit. Yeah. He was capped by Sunday, which I guess still works for Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Which region did he come from? a little bit further, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Impact? But, yeah, that's... That really says you... Says the most to me about... Really, what a Herculean effort is gonna have to come out for Genji to again even contest in a game. Yeah, like they're going into finals like that is is feeling like what 2020 Dom one, which makes sense that comparison because that's the last time we had a team that was this one-sidedly. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely insane, and I think it's it's really cool having measuring sticks in like every region as well, especially like just coming straight out of last year, right? Like we send Rich over to the LPL just to measure how good they are, and he's doing pretty well. Uh, one could say well, he's kind of doing all right. They, they also have Rookie. So Any Scout or Viper fans? Rookie also the, uh, went in, in 2014. <laughs> all right, so like, I mean it's a bit of a bit of time ago, but that's fine. Um, you've got, of course, Summit that goes over to NNA and then Malrung that goes over to the LEC. I just think it's really cool that we just like get all of this, this measure, all these yeah, measuring uh, moments. 
Uh, Marlon was my favorite AD carry last year. (laughs) (laughs) Bay is playing in the PCS, if I remember correctly. I think he's playing for PSG. Okay. And obviously LGL. There's a lot of uh, LCK players as well. That's true. Remember Arya? Well, we don't mention Yukal. Or we don't mention Yukal. Yeah, don't mention Arya either. We don't mention Yukal. We don't mention Arya. We don't mention Gori. Those, those, those. Well, Scout, Scout, and Viper. It's not last year, but you know they they did all right. They were pretty good. I think for Scout, for for Scout and rookie, like at. At this point, they're just LPL players, right? I know. It's like talking and about Doinby, right? Yeah, and like, exactly. I think you it's okay to forget that he's Korean for because Vi- he's been in the LPL for, for so long. For Viper, obviously still. Uh, can you imagine if we get EDG against uh, against Genji at Worlds at the end of the year, like Viper versus Chovy and Doran? Oh, my God. Yes. I know. Oh. And Lahens. Wait, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, the, there's <laughs> oh actually. God, I didn't even it's make like the full soon. Griffin. You, you need. We need the full Griffin reunion. We need. We need Tarzan to get over there. Oh man, it That's would just be. Off. It would actually be. Uh, be really can, exciting. Can we? Can we just take a bit of a segue and talk about my man Hoya for a second? <laughs> Hell yeah, you <laughs> can. We can actually talk about this. Small Hoya moment. Like this I could like even it. be. If you guys even want, we could like edit this it's back like, to the uh, to the playoffs conversation. You know, I'll leave that up to the editors, uh, aka Ian. <laughs> but uh, I, like I, I need a big it's nope. A <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just, I, just uh, I wanted to talk about how, even though he had a terrible start to the season, he was integral in Damwon's potential win uh, tonight. Because when we saw the Malphite pick come out, it wasn't an incorrect pick by any means. Well, it wasn't really played very confidently by Bruno. Oh, it was not played. He well. he walked like into fights. So he was like considering ulting, and then was just charmed, stunned, blown up, couldn't ult. Hoya comes in. He pulls out the Camille. Felt, felt Morgan-esque. I like that yeah. you guys brought that up on the cast. And then he was never afraid. He was never nervous. He never hesitated. And I think that was just a really cool moment to illustrate how having this guy who has a lot more experience than Birdall on a bench, I think a lot of fans, when they saw it, they were like, oh, man, this series is over. When they saw the, the Hoya sub coming in, and I think it just goes to show that if you're on a top team like this, even if you're on the bench and you're screaming and you're screaming and screaming, you're learning, you're sitting behind this player you know, what their form looked like at the beginning when they were subbed out and how they could look at the end. Like, you can actually have this, like, almost hyperbolic time chamber-esque performance. Um, didn't happen to effort uh, this season, but, you know. Yeah, sadly. I, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Hoya, and I I wonder, after watching tonight, like, who will start in summer for Dom Juan Kia? Like, that was a masterclass performance. I'm on one champion, but we'll see. I, I, I think the Hoya uh, shout-out is very justified, but also Kenyan went top like five times which yeah. uh, uh, it, it's really interesting because i love the point you make about the experience what it showed was that burly brutal clearly was not ready to be in that position because the hesitation that you point out is really big especially on a chapter like malphite where you can't really hesitate like you have your r button you use it and then be like you have to it's so binary yes <laughs> no it is it is and, and and uh we saw a lot of situations where you, like the the top fight is the most the most typical one where he doesn't want to lose the game for his team so he ults away as opposed to like holding to try and set up for the rest of his team that's yeah. really a core piece of what makes Birdle uh, a very inexperienced and still work in progress player I actually really like the question because I can see why they would start him again in summer when it's the start of the split and there's no pressure yeah. and they get another full split to develop him or whether you'd say yeah Hoya's had such a good finals but then the question is like, where does Hoya end up? I actually, um, I feel like it's interesting. It, the, the whole of Damon would have changed if they just kept Beryl. That's what I think. 
Because then Beryl just micromanages the rock and just goes, rock, go here. Yeah. You know, he's like basically just playing chess at that point. Like, honestly, that's what you're doing. You're moving a puzzle piece. Like, just, it's true. You're like, just moving it really fast and it's unstoppable and force-like. If somebody is confident enough to tell Bertol, like, you ult in. You yeah. Go yeah, out. yeah, like, like ping, 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 like, that, go, go, go. Like that, that, def that, that specific moment you talk about where he actually ulted away on the top side of the map, like... I get it. But if Beryl's there, wrong. he's like, put yeah. your face into enemy team now. Yeah. And then they go, you know? And, like, they probably get wiped, right? But it'd, it'd be better than be what right, happened. It'd be the right decision. Yeah. And, and, like, there, there were more... Uh, Canyon also had a really bad Viego game. It's like, it's not I think I think Kellen just game. had, like, a really rough series. As well. I think he... Kellen uh, was not... Was also he struggled. Not great. Well, I, I opened this can of worms. I'm going to, like, put it back. So yeah, yeah. It was a good... No, it was good. I, like, open it up. I'm like, let's talk about that. And then we put it away now. We'll talk about it for summer. Okay, let's... <laughs> uh, let's let's put that one away. Let's focus back on T1 versus Genji and talk about like what some of the picks that we're looking for um, between these two teams are going to be, and sort of if Genji is going to win games, how are they going to do it, and what is the draft going to look like for them? Like, are there like are there certain picks that they're going to be forced to be ban uh, forced to ban away, and what is going I to be the most important? The um, two most important picks, uh, or f maybe maybe go for free, is I think Jace, Ari, and Lee. Mm -hmm. Because Owner is not allowed to play Lee, Faker is not allowed to play Ari, and Zeus can't play Jace. Oh, he I mean, can. he can, but he's but not allowed I mean. to. Yeah, if you're Genji, uh, you're not allowed it's a to problem. let him. And yes. if he does, it's a problem. <laughs> and uh, that doesn't take into account any of these super broken champions that kind of need, need to be banned. But I can see things like a TF slip through. Because I don't think TF is that insanely strong at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Ryze can make it through the draft as well, because T1 has clearly shown that those global champions have kind of fallen by the wayside in the favor of more playmaking. Uh, and then it becomes a question of, are we actually going to ever see Wukong exist, right? Are we going to see Dorian pilot the Malphite better? Because I still think that even with what Birdle showed, that we have seen this pick actually work out into the Jace. Um, Birdle had done it himself. More Orn. Yeah. Orn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More Orn. Or, okay. More Orn. More Orn. I think Doran realized that Orn is like it's impossible to lose on Orn. He's like we were down forever, and I spent this whole series you dying. Kills and then against Chase, and then I just played Orn, and it was fine. His actually his flash when he was getting dove on the top side of the really map good. It was perfect. Oh, uh, good. Really was good. So that that's that's the issue. Is there's so many prerequisites. If so you, you can, do you bait the Jace? Is that what you do? And then like if you're on red side, yeah, then the, you get the, to ban well, Zeri, thank goodness. The one, the one edge that Gen G I think has is that T1 is 100% going to open if you give them the opportunities with those champions. Like 100%. Yeah. So the, the, the At least one, in the first few games. In the first, I think yeah, they, yeah, so there will T1's going to be going to have side... Yeah, no, I mean, of course. But if like in game, <laughs> in game number one, uh, T1's going to have side selection. Or I assume they choose blue side. And you know what they're going to lock in first if you leave any... I mean, it might be a question of... Like, is it going to be Lee or Jace first pick? It previously has been Jace, but they might swap that up. And I think if but you leave all of them open, like, they're going to get the one they want, and that doesn't work. Like, you can't just be like, no. well, I'll take the other well, two. But if they're <laughs> on blue side, then you can't even ban those things because no. you have to ban the worst well, things. Well, I, I, I know. <laughs> but, but the, like, the one edge that Genji has in this series is that T1, I think, is going to draft predictable because they've never been punished for picking these champions at all. Is that going to be enough? No. Maybe. I, I, I'd say no. But like I, I, I could see uh, Genji come in in the first game with a very specific plan into what will be, I think, a predictable T1. Now, if T1 is unpredictable, which they can be, which we know because uh, everyone has a champion ocean, uh, then, then, I, then I see no angles.
Yeah. I I feel like the best way for Genji to draft, it, and I think it might not be enough to, to give that caveat, but I think the best way for them to draft into champions like this Jace is to just do exactly what we saw in the Genji series or the uh, Damwankia series and put Doran on a weak side champion, preferably the Orn. Um, Gragas, Gragas, okay, yeah. fine. And then play Quirky, play Ezreal, play slow, play late game, play for range. You're not going to beat T1 in the early macro game. You're just going to have to sit it out. You're just going to have to wait, and you're probably going to have to be behind. It's just how it's going to be. But then maybe you're going to hit those rockets in the late game. Maybe you're going to have that really cool uh, package engage from from uh, Chobi. Maybe you're going to have like really awesome Ezreal play from Ruler like we've seen in the past. Got to be careful of that Gumiusi Varus pick coming out, you know, in that two v two because he'll he'll pull it out. But I think that's my my angle for Genji. We've seen it before. It's really good. They're very good at it. Um, T1 played it against them, actually. Faker played Corky against them in that series where we did have the substitute. Uh, but I, I think that is a lot of what we're going to see on red side from Genji is trying to draft range, trying to draft patient, slow, sit back and wait, try to play the late game. Hope that they go there not 6,000, 7,000 gold behind. I, I, I like it more on, on blue side, though, when you're able to get the power picks. I think on red side, they should try to draft a punish draft, right? Because that's like the one benefit that you get. And if you just give over uh, and, and pick things like Corky without, uh, I guess you depending on, on what T1 draft, but uh, you can you can maybe get some counters. But uh, it's it's really hard because I, I, I'm I hearing that and like, ah, can you really afford to give T1 leads? Because then they push the leads too far. But then you argue the opposite side and say they go for a really lane dominant strategy where they get uh, maybe a Gragas or a Jace, and they get the, the, the Ari or Vex or LeBlanc themselves, like a strong, aggressive pick, uh, bolstered by Viego or something. Like, is Chenji really going to be good enough to like get the leads? I think they will. That's yeah. that's that's fine. But then hold them and actually play them out. I'm watching your brain melt, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's it's, it's hard. It's that's, difficult that's, to like, find an angle. Yeah, there, there's you always run into walls. It's like yeah. a maze, but there's no actual answer. I think uh, we might see this series draft a little bit like we saw the series that we just saw draft, where Damankia are like pulling out all the stops and like doing some of this crazy stuff against Genji, who are a little bit more balanced and don't really show like crazy stuff. I think that uh, Daman pulling out wildly different drafts, like with Vernacht in Italy and and stuff like that, might be what Genji does against T1. You know, like try to get ahead of them and surprise them, yeah. like. Leave the Jace open and then pick Wukong for the first time in a while and say, like, let's see if you can win lane and, like, leave you up there, try to win lane, and then we'll win el elsewhere. And, like, maybe that's how they get an edge in the early game. Or, you know, play a Renekton Italy or, or play, like, a crazy Lahens pick where we see all the time Kerry is playing, like, Nautilus and Tom Kent every single game. Like, play something that can punish that. Like, uh, an Enchanter support really try to shut down the lane or play some kind of wonky melee support. Melee support. Yeah, I, you know, something like that. Or maybe, like, a Singed comes down and, like, so, takes so the game. It's so funny because you sound like you know? a used car salesman right now or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we got plenty of those enchanter supports. Like, no, don't worry about yeah, it. You know, like... <laughs> That's only twenty five k. That's part of the experience, you know. Of, we're, just, we're we're I, I don't know, guys. We're trying we're to argue doomed, for the one we're win. We're doomed you know? to a one sided finals, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the more you think about it, the more you realize you're getting sucked into the whirlpool of three zero. Remember when I was like, ah, oh, three two? I'm like, ah, three one. <laughs> I'm by the end of the week, it's probably going to be three zero for me as well. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I think it's realistic that you know if they are going to win, they have to do something like that. You know, yeah. because good. I think in a straight up game, you're just going to lose. Like, I don't, 
I don't think you're gonna get away with like Doran dying six times and winning. You know, like I don't oh, think no, that's don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. Like I think T1 I also will don't just think, yeah, yeah, yeah they'll just smash you. Like they'll they'll take that lane and then they'll take it to the mid and then to the bottom. They're two levels down rise. Definitely yeah. not gonna try to attack a quirky on that's, the bottom lane. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> stu stuff like that isn't gonna happen. They know how to take their leads too well. So I think you need to try to be proactive in the draft and proactive in the game yeah. to try to take some leads somewhere and, and, and try to get into their heads and hey, win some games. T T1, as good as they have been, have also had a couple of happy games. So yeah. maybe they get like happy a little bit too much and then Ruler can clutch it out. Like That's that one last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> against T1. No, they did, they yeah, did, yeah, the Renekton Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, they, they drafted, yeah, yeah. drafted Cassidy for no reason. Max's and then, favorite draft. And and that, then, was, that, was probably, <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite desks um, when I was alongside Nemesis and we did. <laughs> and we just absolutely obliterated that draft, and it just felt fantastic. I, I remember, remember asking, so. asking Nemesis, I'm like, what do you think of the draft? And he's like, it's bullshit. <laughs> Something like that. That's <laughs> my terrible Nemesis I just, accent. I, just I apologize. Remember also, like, we all ran into each other after that game because it was a really long segment in game, and we were all like in the bathroom at the same time. We were all just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, we were all just like, looking at each other like, yeah, that happened. I don't know anything that happened in this series I, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that happen. I, I, I don't think that's unlikely. T1 have been uh, having a habit of getting a little bit ahead of themselves. And like in those... But that was in the regular season, and well, we saw that... against Kwondong, there was none of that. No, I know, but that was There wasn't any mid-Kaiser in that one. But that was Kwondong. And, and again... T1 have coasted by in some of those situations on the fact that they're way better mechanically, and that should not happen. There was Dumb actually, Monday. you know, there were a couple of happy moments, but just none of them actually meant that T1 lost the game. In, in Kwangdong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In well, yeah, but again, it's Kwangdong. Yeah, right? true. Who actually matches T1 mechanically? Maybe Teddy on a really good day, but I don't even think so. Keen? Keen? Yeah, Keen. Yeah. And that's it. Keen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Keen does, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Gen G has like three players so that's a little bit more well balanced i think yeah and i think mechanically like genji do have chovi who has probably the best laning phase in the world like that's the guy is yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty ridiculous pretty um, and also is in pretty good form right now i just like they've t1 has the best neutralizing mid laner in the world mm. like and you know he's proven that will we see anything years. outside of three different mid picks of re leblanc and vex because hey. these two players, like, they hey. play that every game. Rise exists. Uh, oh, Corky. sorry. Forgot yeah, TF, about him. I think TF will be getting through a lot. Twisted Fate. Yeah, like, not get picks. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. There could be, I don't there think Trevi wants to pick it, and I think TF, like, uh, Faker can if he wants to. I feel like I Faker just plays, like, LeBlanc, Ari every game, though. Yeah, Sometimes he gets, Rise. He gets the opportunity too often. So then, like, Trevi's Vex is amazing, so he's just going to, like, play Vex as a neutralizer, and then they'll, like, switch that's sides, it. and then yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, one guy will get Ari, and the other guy will play Vex, and he'll be like, I will see. I think we will see one Victor slash Azir game in that best of five. I think there will definitely be. Not, not a, like not a, that's a, hot not a Victor take. versus no, no, no. Azir. I, I just mean like one of those champions can, will be seen. At I least can see once. it when 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 the when it's like two two and one or two and zero, oh, and they're like the draft series. You just bend five mids. Like, play yeah, Victor. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Okay. So we uh, we were gonna do predictions, but doing predictions for this series is dumb because it's T one three zero, right? And Mal might say three one, but he'll change his mind to three zero before kidding. we get to the game anyway. So uh, let's not do that. Let's do our predictions of. What are going to be the most 
interesting champion matchups that we'll see. What's like as far as like the? No, don't go there. What that's do you a, think the not, crazy not, matchups no, going to be? No, that's not going to be good. It's gonna like be Echo really versus Elise in the no, bottom it's lane. It's not going to happen. Jace it's, versus Wukong. It's getting my getting my <laughs> getting my hope up. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, this is we're allowed to have hope here. This okay. is a safe hope space. I'm hoping that my hair will miraculously zone. not <laughs> have to leave. Zone. <laughs> um, we're in the hope zone, though. So, uh, Chronicle, safe far, space. That, that Give me the prediction. All right, I'll just show you right now. I'm hoping that we don't see any mid Kaiser. I don't want any mid Kaiser <laughs> in my finals. I don't want to have to cast that. I don't want to look at that what anymore. What about any carry Kaiser? AP Kaiser bot. That's fine. That's okay. But mid lane, please, Faker, don't do it to me. Um, even to. if it wins, I'm going to be like frustrated the whole time and freaking out and talking about all the weaknesses that maybe Genji didn't exploit and Faker still won and my solo queue games are ruined forever. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, so no, I, that's, that's horrible. I, I, that's my hot take is we're not going to see it, and it might seem like a, it might seem like it's not a hot take, but I didn't think it, that Faker should have played it in the series he did, uh, but he did anyways and uh, to mixed results. So no Kaisa mid, please. I actually uh, think it's going to be a pretty consistent uh, if they want to go for a two-spike uh, comp uh, into Ari specifically. I don't think you can play into LeBlanc, can't play into into things like Vex, but into Ari, I think we can. Don't explain it. why mid Kaisa <laughs> could be a thing. Well, <laughs> I, mean, that's, that's, I said no. I know. <laughs> I, I, Do you know what I want to see? I, I Do you know what? I actually just want to see Gumushi play Draven. Yes. That's that's what I want. That's, that that's is that dream. is the main the thing dream. that I want. Okay, hear me out. Game three. Hear me out. Yeah. Oh, hear me God. Out. Ruler picks Callista. Oh, and he gets Draven in the face. He gets Draven in the face. All right, I thought... I, but it's not going to sound like a fan. Well, no, Sorry, this is the hope zone, guys. We're in the hope zone. Get your hate out of here. Get out of here, Wolf. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Callista? Draven? Yeah. And Bard? Yeah, and then we're going to have... Chovy's going to pull out... The Warwick mid lane that he's been practicing in solo queue secretly for six years. Ignite barrier. Faker's <laughs> gonna, gonna solo kill him and then pill broccoli out of his pocket and eat it like the ignite opening for Worlds. It's gonna be so cool. What? Oh, no, Ac actual, actual prediction for for fun picks. Um, I am have been waiting for the echo support. I hope it makes an appearance. That's all I want. That's a realistic hope, I'd say. Yeah. I just want to see more Zach. I'd like to see more. Not doesn't even have to be support. I think just it's a great, it's a great if champion. like Lee Sin and um, I don't know, probably just Lee Sin, but maybe some more aggressive junglers get banned away, and you Diego. just like counter pick with Zach or something. Like, you know, maybe. I, can, I, 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 I just I, really I like Zach. to see it. I don't know if yeah. it'll happen. Yeah, Zach. I'd love I just Zach. think it it uh, it can really mess up some lanes. It's also it's also like a fun flex for T1 as well because they can flex into the support. Yeah, it's really awesome. Kind of like oh, well, it. you know, you know, I, I love <laughs> maybe uh, not as a flex, but. I love Senna actually Senna because then we get to maybe see Carrier play Lee again. That's true. That Lee. Senna. I'd want that a lot. That yeah. made me very happy. Um, that's not gonna happen. Max, do you have any hopes before I, I wanted to segue into something? Mine's that... uh, the Warwick that Chovy's been practicing for ah, six okay, years good, in secret. <laughs> Excellent. Officially. Warwick yeah, from Arcane? Yeah. No, it's, it's I actually, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't really have them. Outside of, uh, I, I do I do kind of want Lehens to to do something crazy. I don't actually care what it is. Just something. Something Lehens I just oh, want a Lehens He might play Seraphine again, you know. Well, Seraphine isn't that crazy. That's not interesting. It's just a Renata. I, that so good. I want to I wanna talk about, like, a hope that I have, and I'm not going to jinx it. We're not, we're not going to jinx anything. Uh-huh. Is that now that Genji won game five, they're going home to the team house, and those players will not leave the house. They will not leave the house for any reason until oh, the finals. Oh, God. And they will not... 
talk to anybody who is outside the house. They will isolate for the, the seven days that are left until they get in that van and go straight to the finals without talking to anybody with masks on very carefully. And all five players will be healthy. And all T1 players who have isolated the same way all throughout the, the season will also show up and be healthy. And we will get the third match for real with all main rosters and all 10 players. That is my other hope. And I think it's a realistic one. I think is it's going to come true. <laughs> is this made of wood? I don't know. We must. I think it is. It hurt my knuckles. And uh, wood would do that. So It's definitely not wood. Crap. Um, Bloody, floors. Not wood either. Bloody floors. <laughs> is that really not wood? Is there anything made out of wood? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we touched. It. I touched like paint wood. in a lot of different ways. Um, that was good, over the good. top of potentially. I wood. hope you. I really hope you're right. Yeah, I hope uh, you're right too. We do need well, to to briefly mention um what the protocol would be for that because of course there was a change up that happened uh, initially. Uh, players being able to play from home whilst they tested positive to COVID nineteen was not allowed. Uh, the teams actually convened and voted no. Um, that they wanted to have substitutions instead of allowing for that to happen. Um, the teams then reconvened with the LCK and then agreed that for playoffs it would be allowed. Um, and so Fate, we saw actually in the Kwandong versus T1 series, was actually playing from the Kwandong Freaks team house. Um, in order to deal with uh, some of the refereeing and stuff like that, uh, there was a camera put behind Fate so that they could see exactly what he was doing on his monitor. Like everything was um, absolutely monitored, but there was no referee actually in the house so that we weren't sacrificing their health, which I think is probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, so that if there is going to be some sort of issue like that, the player can, of course, decide to say, like, I'm sick, I can't play, which I think is a very honorable decision to make, right? Um, however, uh, if they are um, positive, but the symptoms aren't too severe, they can elect to stay home, uh, which would be absolutely devastating and extraordinarily sad, and I really hope it doesn't happen. No. So, um, so stay home and isolate Genji, please. Yes. please. Uh, T1's been doing a great job of that all season, and they have insane protocol for that. I think Genji, if they just emulate it, there's only a few days left. Like, please. Hey, yep. we can get a feed here. And he was great. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Give me quid. Not even Where my quid at? <laughs> well, hey, I, 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 for T1, I'm glad it's not going to be a thing because the challenger roster got knocked out by Nongshim, who like barely made playoffs, and they got dun dunned. It was actually Vital 1v9 as, as you I mean Vital's expect. really makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, really uh, He's an OCE player. I, Did you guys know that? Uh, yeah, you've, you've mentioned Have I mentioned before. that before? Uh, I, I actually in the in the interest of uh, I don't want to waste too many words because we've talked about it to death, but uh, I, I was really happy to see the decision be made after the regular split because I think it would have been very unfair to teams like Nongshim. Uh, and yeah. Genji as well yeah, that were yeah. like hit very much in the regular split and, and if then retroactively the rules would have been changed would have been unfortunate simultaneously also happy that we see if now have the change in playoffs and that actually works out the way also Fate who played isolated while he was he tested positive for COVID-19 I don't know exactly what his physical state was but he said he was healthy enough he felt good enough to play might have been asymptomatic I don't know have all the data on that yeah. but he played and he was arguably the most impactful player. I'd agree. So yeah, I, it I, actually it didn't feel like his his performance was uh, too yeah, impactful. No, I really just good. wanted to add that because I feel like even if we do have this extremely unfortunate situation occur, there is at least a counterexample of fate performing extremely well regardless of the circumstances. So yeah. hopefully it won't impact too much if it happens. I don't think it's going to happen. But I yeah. uh, just wanted to add that. Yeah, um, everyone, 
keep your fingers crossed, of course. Uh, the final is going to be happening likely tomorrow for you guys. For us, we just recently got out of the most insane best of fives. That's why my hair still exists. I haven't even had a chance to potentially save, shave it off. I don't know whether it'll be gone um, for well, the final. Well, yeah, you have to um, because surprise. I, I mean, my fiance is going to be pretty upset if I just <laughs> remove I... my hair without properly going over and, and having a conversation with her and telling her that I'm going to be hideous. I also still need like a menu a while. I made a promise too. It's not as big as impactful as yours. You're going to make me dinner? Yeah. I, I actually don't want that to happen because it's such a pathetic promise to make. Well, <laughs> I'm like, not, you I'm should not, have shaved I'm your hair dumb, as well. I'm not dumb enough to see a draft like that and say, I'll shave off my hair. Well, I saw a lead like that and I said, I'll shave off my hair. And then I saw it's that all, lead disappear. It's all into Renexa in Italy. <laughs> But it's your Costco, so like I don't, I don't, I don't. I, yeah. I, no, I do feel bad for you. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I, a little bit. I would. Yeah, yeah. not very. But that's why I'm trying to alleviate the situation. I know that makes it worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop trying. No, it's all right. Maybe I'll look okay if I'm uh, if I'm yeah, bald. I've seen some photoshops. The... Yeah. Uh, it's been absolutely terrifying. Probably one of the most cursed things I've ever seen on the internet we was can... me being like photoshopped as old and then having my hair removed. But you can just uh, do a thanks, Valdez, for that one. <laughs> yeah. No problem. <sighs> thank you, Twitter. Thanks, Twitter. And thank you for watching the Pog State this season. Uh, it's been an absolute joy. Uh, we've enjoyed absolutely every single episode. Thank you so much for watching. Um, if you guys uh, appreciate the fact that I still have hair for this episode, uh, make sure you put a comment down below. Uh, if I read enough of them um, that get upvotes and stuff like that, maybe I'll reconsider. Um, but it's probably still just... Don't you know. get your hopes up, Atlas. Give, <laughs> yeah. give menu suggestions. Please, for, the, for, the, for yeah, the for, for for his three course meal. That I'm just going to be grumpy Atlas with no hair sitting at the dinner table. <laughs> like, I don't even want to eat this. It looks delicious. Is that hummus? Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for watching, guys, and we'll see you next season for more podcasts.